You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. Here we are, folks, in November. The 11th month. I can't believe this year has flown by. It was like 80 yesterday. Yeah, it's just windy today. In Kentucky. Yeah, it's like 70 and windy. Calling for snow on Monday. No, they're not. Yeah, just hold your breath. Well, that is Kentucky weather for you, though. (laughs) Right? I mean, you know. I've always heard if you don't like the weather, if you're in Kentucky, uh, you don't like the weather, just wait, you know, 12 hours and it'll be different. Oh, yeah. It'll especially in the sure. winter, especially in the winter, because I mean it can be eighty degrees one day, and then oh, oh it's like thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's negative two. Hey, did, sixty. Did your kids enjoy trick or treating? They loved it, man. They loved it. What about yours, yours too big to go trick or treating. They... Well, here's what they did. So they handed they they put a bowl out, and they did that for a little bit. And this is the first time we've ever done trick or treating in Cave City where we live. So they all, my kids are big enough, if they're together, they're kind of like a gang. Right. So I let them just walk around the block, and I handed out candy. Yeah, and I loved signs. it. You know, being yeah. able to hand out candy yeah. without having to do all the walking. Makes you feel good. It does. Yeah. But, you know, then you got the worry of the candy. I mean, Halloween's changed mess. so much since we were growing up. You used to be able to, like, you would get in the car. Of course, I grew up in the country, so... I mean, you get in the car, you would drive around forever. Like, yeah, just trying going to, hit to house, up house, every house, house possible. As many people as you knew, you went to the people that you knew. I didn't ever go to a stranger's house on Halloween. Ever. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, corporations, businesses, at churches didn't ever participate in Halloween. Like where I grew up, you just went to people's houses. I mean, and it was it was fine. You would get you get some weird stuff sometimes as far as candy, but I mean you never had anything that you had to worry about, right? And I, I honestly I think a lot of that is just yeah you know, much ado about nothing now. A lot of times people try to you know use like scare tactics to make you yeah you know, feel like things are worse than they actually are. Well, but my mom always made us go get our candy X-rayed. I remember that like yeah. we were waiting in the ER. Now, I've never seen a photo of somebody taking a razor blade and putting it in an apple. Right. That used to be the fear. I mean, right. could you imagine that? Razor blades and apples. Wouldn't that be... I mean, how would you not see it? I researched this. Okay. I did research this. As I had a conversation with my wife. Um, when I say conversation... Most of the time, that's when you just hush and well, listen to her talk. It was a little bit of an argument, but um, <laughs> I'm going to call it a conversation for podcast uh, purposes. Yeah, uh, folks, so- we don't want him on the couch. <laughs> it ain't like she listens anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right? So <clears throat> she was like, oh, I'm just you know, scared to let the kids go because, because they're going to put fentanyl and everything. Uh, so I did the research. I knew yeah. uh, my wife is a very educated, a very successful woman, and um, she does not accept opinions. Um, she accepts facts. That's, That's it. it. Facts. She is no nonsense. 
facts. Well, the kind of job she does, I guess yeah. that's kind of handy because she could easily kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? She could. If she doesn't, you know, cross her eyes and uh, dot her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, so, I did the research. I cannot remember the year. It was in the 70s, I believe. Uh, somebody in Texas got drugs mixed in with actually it wasn't drugs it was uh poison it was mixed in with some candy hmm. and but they it all came out in the wash as they say and it was all because uh the guy who did it he did it to his son because he had just opened up a huge life insurance policy on his son what a dick yeah well yeah <clears throat> not all parents are great I don't know, for well, sure. I mean, he got prosecuted, and he, he's... Well, thank God. Right. I would imagine, I think in Texas at that time, they had a corporal punishment, so I'm sure he's he's done gone now, but... Did uh, the child die? Yeah. What a jerk. I can't remember if it was like cyanide or what it was, but it happened one other time, but it was also a case of um, on purpose. Yeah. It was, it was done purposely by somebody in the circle. You right. Know? Um. But it's talked about every year. You hear it every year. Everybody's every scared year. to death about their kids' candy and all the shady people out there handing out candy. I'm not going to say it couldn't happen because it very well easily could. I just don't see why it would. Yeah. I mean, what do you gain from that? Exactly. If it's a murderer, they're going to want to enjoy the murder. Right. They enjoy the process of it because it makes them feel overpowering. If it's a piece of candy... You're not going to be there when that happens to the kid. No. They don't care about that. It's got to be personal. It's got to be somebody in the inner circle. And, I mean, that, that's why I'm I'm not as worried about it as my wife is. Yeah. God forbid it happened to somebody because yeah. that's just, I mean, Halloween, if you think about it, it's kind of weird that we celebrate it. It is very weird. But, because it's not celebrated. Like in Australia, they don't celebrate Halloween. No. But now my Otis, she loves it because right. she's into makeup and yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. And like, I really feel like if we let her, she would dress up every day and go to school right. like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, just because she loves the fantasy idea of yeah. something else out there. It's cool. I mean, and, it's I, a... and I know you've talked about that before that you yeah. feel like there's another dimension yeah. That we're, like, living in. Yeah. But you only see it when you're on, like, <laughs> well, I mean, mushrooms. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe you see it all the time and you don't know that's what it is. Could. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of. There's there's a big yeah. possibility. Yeah. Uh, all right. Since we have went to that topic and I'm going to I'm going to cut that topic off. Why? And I want to take this opportunity to wish my mother and father a very, very, very happy 45th anniversary. That's impressive. Yeah. 45 years. 45 years. Wow. Yeah. Now, how old's your brother? He's uh, 42. So they were married for three years before they had kids? Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Because, like, when I got married, we had one on the way. Yeah. And one already here. Shotgun wedding. Yes. <laughs> but I will say that is very impressive. Well, I mean, that's you know how it uh, used to be. Like it used to be, you, you know, you had to be married. Oh yeah. Got pregnant, but I mean, times change. 
I just want to express the fact that I am so extremely blessed to have grown up around those two. Yeah. As and have that example of a great couple. They don't always get along. Who it's does? like every couple. Yeah. Every couple has issues. But they're a team and they work together and my dad worked his ass off in a factory. He hated every minute of it. And my mom worked at a school as a teacher's aide only for the insurance. That's the only reason she worked there. Never got a raise. She made $8,000 a year. She just retired uh, a few years ago. Never got a raise. Eight grand a year. Are you serious? Yeah, that's way below the, the poverty line. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But <clears throat> in the school system she worked in, the superintendent, Decided all that, and uh, or the principal, and the principal would hire new people in off the street, making making twenty five. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you yeah. know that's the bad thing about the new age work system. Yeah. You can be at a job, and you're going to be better off to quit and get hired back to get a better pay. It depends where than it's you at. are. I mean, right now the way they're hiring people, that yeah. is true. I mean, you you, get a, you, you got, get a got people coming in. Yeah. That's making as much as people that have been there a couple of years, you know? Yeah, you get a higher, you know, sign-on bonus in like 90 days. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, with all that being said, it, That's was impressive. A, it was a team. Yeah. And I know me and my brother, we've gotten in trouble over the years, you know, somewhat. But for the most part, um, we can say without a shadow of a doubt we know what love is because we felt it every day. That's good. It has many different faces, love. Oh, yeah. But it's it's in everything they did, and it still is. They love my kids. My kids love their mom and grandpa. That's so, awesome. shout out to Eddie and Ellen. Hope you all enjoy the day. Happy 45th. Congratulations. All right. Well, speaking of couples that stick together uh we have the artist of the week this year or this year this week artist of the week the spotlight yes this artist right here i will go ahead and say for the record if you say you don't like him we could end up fighting over this one there's only one thing i don't like about him okay well we'll get into it all right we'll see if it's worthy enough to mention on air (laughs) ladies and gentlemen we are talking about Alan Eugene Jackson, born, actually, October 17th, 1958. Yeah. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Alan before we get deep? Alan Jackson is the man who had a concert. It was my first country concert ever I went to. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What year? 2001. Okay, I've seen him before that. He was in Louisville. At uh, the old state fairgrounds, you know, Freedom Mall. Yeah, yeah, seen a lot of concerts there. Mm-hmm. I would love cool. to been a fly on the wall the last twenty five years <laughs> yeah. of the concerts there. <laughs> see, there I saw, I saw Metallica there, Godsmack. Who Alan, hasn't Alan, played Freedom <laughs> Hall? Yeah. I Alan, mean, Alan Jackson, who has Shine Down. They don't even do concerts there no more, do they? They do. Yeah, it's, but it's not it's as... the state fair, and it's like. Yeah, smaller versions. Right. Uh, because, you know, the Yum Center opened up, and that's where they have all the, you know, big concerts. Yeah. 
It is a nice facility, though. The it is, well, uh, yeah, but Freedom Hall, I feel like there's not a bad seat in there. It's almost like Rupp. There's not a bad seat there, Mm-mm. unless you're in the nosebleeds, of course. But like, in person, I I had never seen as many titties as I've seen when I went and seen Metallica. Are you serious? <laughs> was, yeah. Like wow. I mean, everybody had two of them, and uh, <laughs> like I could. Well, I'm sure a couple people could have one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, breast cancer survivors, but uh, I saw a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Like in the triple digits sets. Well, back to Allen before in, we go down that rabbit trail. I was, I was in college, and uh, it was fantastic. You know, Inner Sandman was one of the first songs I ever learned to play on guitar. That's my son's favorite song. Yeah. Inner Sandman. It's just bad. That's you awesome. Know? It's Man, awesome. It's awesome. All right, so Allen was born to Joseph Eugene, Daddy Gene Jackson. His mama was Ruth, also known as Mama Ruth Jackson. Um, he was born in Newman, Georgia. He has four older sisters. They lived in a small home that was built around his granddaddy's tool shed, which I'm going to go ahead and get this song out of the way because this is the song that he wrote for them. In a small town down in Georgia Over 40 years ago Her maiden name was Music Till she met that Jackson boy They married young like folks did then Not a penny to their name but They believed the one you vowed to love Should always stay the same And on the land his daddy gave him A foundation on or love to last forever Or until their dying days they Built a bond is strong enough I've never heard that song, to be honest Are you serious? Yeah. And a place for us never to have. turn to When our lives were in a bind There it is, right here And they made their house from a two-shed Granddaddy rolled down on too long And they built walls all around it And they made that almost sounds like your parents. They married young back then, like folks did, without a penny to their name. That is, that's one of the greatest country songs of all time, in my opinion. When you talk about real and you talk about genuine, that's it, you know. So anyways, he was raised there, had a bunch of sisters, no brothers. Um... His mother lived in that house until she died, even after his fame. At age 12, he worked at a shoe repair shop. Then he started driving a forklift for Kmart. Around 15 years old, he bought his first 1955 T-Bird. 1983, he began writing. And at this time, he was just listening to, like, gospel music. But his friends introduced him to Gene Watson, Mr. John Anderson and Hank Williams Jr. At this time, he decides to start a band called Dixie Steel. And they got that name off of a box of nails. Dixie <laughs> Steel. Yeah, makes that's sense. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty impressive. So then he marries his high school sweetheart, Denise. No relation, but her maiden name was already Jackson. So he married another Jackson. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> he tossed a penny down her shirt and asked if he could go get it. She said no. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried that one. The second time that he tried to get her attention, she was working at Dairy Queen. As she was working, he slid in the car, hid behind the seats, and waited for her to come out. When she come out, he jumped up and surprised her. Mm -hmm. And he said, can I take you out now? Mm -hmm. It's kind of borderline stalker. Yeah. You know? But she fell for it. Nowadays, they would have probably arrested him. Uh, it would have been creepy. He would have had a restraining order for sure. Yeah. So, all right, before you go any further, what is the worst thing that you've ever used as a pickup line? Oh, my gosh. We'll just do one each. A pickup line? Well, when I was playing music one time, and I set up these photos after the show, and I really didn't think they would sell as good as they did, but... They sold really, really, really good. This girl comes up and she says, can I have a picture with you? And without missing a beat, I stole the line from Conway. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't have to take a picture with you. I will come home and sit on your dresser. Oh, wow. Did it work? No. Oh. She thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. I thought so. The worst thing I ever said to a girl to try to pick her up and I will not say whether it worked or not. <laughs> is uh, I, it, it was at a bar. I was in college. Um, I seen this girl. I danced with her a little bit, and I asked her. I said, "Hey, do you want to leave and get something to eat?" She said, "Uh," she said, "Sure. Where you want to go?" And I had stuck. You didn't say what I think you're gonna say. I stuck a one dollar bill in my. Yeah, you know, pants, and like I folded it over in front of my pants. I said, "It's all you can eat for under a buck." Oh my god, that is awful. It was, but it was really funny. What was her expression? Uh, shock. Um, yeah. She she laughed. She thought it was really funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. You got to send extra money to get the rest of that story. I see. So six years later. They moved to Nashville. They lived in a crowded apartment basement. He worked in the mailroom, and at night he would play music. His wife, Denise, was a flight attendant at this time. So he had been playing everywhere and just really couldn't get it to take off. So he did a talent show for Can You Be a Star on TNN Network, and it was... it was okay, but nothing to really take off. So his wife sees Glenn Campbell get on an airplane. She's like, hey, my husband, he's the real deal. Da-da-da, will you give us a chance? Glenn hands her a business card, and the next thing you know, he calls. They set up a meet. Mm-hmm. This is when it really starts to take off for him. He wears a cowboy hat to hide a scar and the reason why he had, you know, long hair in the back yeah. was because he honestly never had time to go get a haircut. Mm. They were working all the time to make ends meet, and it just kind of become a look. <laughs> 1990, he releases the song, Here in the Real World. Cowboys don't cry 
And heroes don't die Good always wins Again and again And love is a sweet dream That always comes true this is one of the greatest country songs of all time. You say that for every song. I probably will for Alan. I mean, just think about it. How honest is that song? Here it is, right here. I got a feeling I'm gonna have to crack open a beer. <laughs> and darling, it's sad but true. Eh. I mean, that's genuine Alan Jackson. That's a good song. Like it's got it's got everything you want in a country song. Absolutely. When I think of country, this is what should be played. Yeah. In my opinion. It's well, I mean, if you if you think about it, like it is everything that everybody already knows, especially you know, people that aren't, you know, extremely wealthy. Yeah. So all his, you know, fans, all you know, country music fans back then, somebody come out with a song that you relate to, you know, oh. that much. I mean, you're automatically going to be a big fan of that guy just because he's already, you know, he's you know singing something that you know you've felt your entire life. Oh yeah, and I mean. Conway once said it the best as, uh, you know, this is my job. This is what I do. I take your feelings and put it to a song and people connect to it. And there was a lot of times in the 90s when a man did not know how to communicate with a woman or a woman didn't know how to communicate to a man, but they would hear a song and they would play it for the other one. Hey, this is what I'm trying to say to you. And that's what I love so much about music. Because well, sometimes you can't word it, mm-hmm. but another singer sure can. The art know? of being able to talk to the opposite you know, sex, it's an art. It oh, is an, absolutely. It's an art form, and it's, if you're not, especially like, you know, when you're growing up, you're like extremely shy yeah. around girls, or, you know, uh, somebody you're attracted to, you're just really, you know, uh, just kind of you know hesitant. Yeah. But, you know, music is a way to connect with everybody it's, it's it's a way to connect with other people and it's a way to express your feelings it's not going to be exactly what you're thinking but it's going to be very close and you know you can use music in so many ways it can it's a conversation tool it's a expression like it's yeah therapy yeah um especially when they get it right exactly yeah. you know especially when it's something you connect with so much like a lot of alan jackson songs so this song, of course, just like many others, he wrote this song. It sold two million copies. The 1990 was also the year that started the greatest decade in country music of all time, in my in my opinion, uh, the 90s. It just, I don't think it'll ever get yeah. as good as it was then. Yeah. You know? Um, he has his first, they have their first daughter together. Three years later, they have another daughter. And by 97, they ended up with three daughters. But before we get that far, 
off of here in the real world there was the big hit wanted i'd love you all over again and then this one that is still one of the great mini yeah. cover songs of all time i love this song i do too Daddy won a radio He tuned it to a country show I was rocking in the cradle To the crying of a steel guitar Mama used to sing to me She taught me that sweet harmony Now she worries cause she never thought I'd ever really take it this far Singing in the bars And chasing that neon rainbow Living at I mean, this is one of the most honest songs of all time. I feel like in his right. genre. It's a, man, it's such a good song. The actual radio that he's talking about in this song that he wrote, he donated it to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah? Because, I mean, a lot of songs that he wrote was about real stuff that he actually encountered. Yeah, I agree with that. Chasing that neon rainbow will go down as another great yeah. country song. Well, I mean, it's it's just I, I honestly think yeah that was the song that really kicked him off. Oh yeah, into superstardom. Yeah, without a doubt. Nineteen ninety one, he releases "Don't Rock the Jukebox." It has the uh, the song "Someday," Dallas "Love's Got a Hold on You," and then "Midnight in Montgomery." All of those went number one, which he also wrote. He also played for President Bush that year. But here's a little behind the scenes of Don't Rock the Jukebox. I want to tell you a little story about an incident that happened on the road uh, a couple of years ago when me and my band, the Strayhorns, were playing this little truck stop lounge up in Dawesville, Virginia, a place called Geraldine's. And we'd been there for four or five nights, you know, playing those dance sets and It'd been a long night, and I took a break, and I walked over to the jukebox, and uh, Roger, my bass player, he was already already over there reading the records, you know, on the jukebox, and I leaned up on the corner of it, and one of the legs was broken off of it, and the jukebox kind of wobbling around, you know, and uh, Roger looked over at me and said, Don't rock the jukebox, I want to hear some John, cause my heart ain't ready for the rolling stone. I don't feel like rocking since my baby's gone. So don't rock the jukebox. Play me a country song. Before you drop that quarter. I mean, I just, there's only one song that he's ever had that I didn't like. And we'll get to it. All right. <laughs> But that song right there, it's another one that I feel like if you want to come to Nashville, you want to play in the bars, you want to play in any place that says they're a country bar, you better know Don't Rock the Jukebox. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Now, the next, uh, that year he wins the ACM New Artist of the Year. 1992, he releases the album A Lot About Living and A Little About Love. Now, that's the first time that I have ever seen an album. It wasn't named Chattahoochee. He took the line out of Chattahoochee and named it the album 
Do, do you see what I'm trying to say? Right, yeah. Like, a lot of times people will name the album one of the songs. Yeah. But not like a line out of the song. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. So, on that album, we had, um, I did have Dallas pulled up, just because Dallas is a great song. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but basically talks about, I wish Dallas was in Tennessee. You've heard that song, right? Yeah, I've heard it. It's been yeah. a long time. Great country song. This song that I'm about to play you was one of the very first songs that I ever played in Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. Mm. It was a song that you just got to know it. And, I mean, it gets the crowd pumped. And I remember the first time I heard Chattahoochee. What about you? I couldn't tell you the first time I heard it. See, when it, I mean, It's kind of been in, around forever. When it was in the 90s, like, I... I, I've said this before. I wasn't a huge country fan, you know. I liked, uh, I liked certain songs, but what year was you born? Nineteen eighty-three. Let me see how old you would have been when this came out. What year was it? Nineteen ninety-two. You would have been nine. I would have been nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wasn't listening to that country. Here we go with a little bit of Chattahoochee. That song, uh, The Wop, he was the first to sing about a hoochie coochie. <laughs> There's right? been many songs about it. He may be the only country version of it. He was willing, but she wasn't ready. Yeah. I can't yeah. get over the video. It is so 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah very 90s. Like, I remember, you know, people just being silly singing this song and, like, yeah, changing the words. To yeah. The like, I used to do it all the time. But. Well, as an artist standpoint, it is a song that you could get any crowd up and off their ass on that yeah. one. Well, you, you, know? you can get everybody to sing along on that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, that album has Chattahoochee. She's got the rhythm, and I got the blues that he also wrote with Mr. Randy Travis. He also had the song, Who Says You Can't Have It All, and Mercury Blues. That song, Who Says She Can't Have It All, do you remember the Cletus T version of You Can't Have It All? I feel like I do, but I, I can't I so, can't recall right So, all. like, he re-sings it, and he's like, Who Says You Can't Have It All? Alan Jackson does. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just really funny. But uh, also, he releases uh, the Mercury Blues.
I'd go downtown by a mercury or two I'm crazy about a mercury Lord, I'm crazy about a mercury This song's been used in so many commercials Oh, yeah And, like, I love how they produced him And they used every instrument possible Like, it wouldn't sound the same with just him and a guitar. No, definitely You gotta not. have those lead licks and that steel guitar. Yeah. So then after that, he wins the CMA uh, Video of the Year for Midnight in Montgomery that he shot at Hank's grave, as we've talked about earlier this year. 1993 wins Single of the Year for the Chattahoochee song at the ACMs and the CMAs. Also, the Album of the Year, the Single of the Year, Video of the Year, and Song of the Year. At this time, here we are in 1993, and we hate to do it to you folks, but he releases a Christmas album. (laughs) Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year Well, I don't know if there'll be snow But have a cup of cheer Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know I'm telling you, Alan Jackson and George Strait have the best country Christmas albums. They're, they're just so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got a lot to do with your voice. It does. I mean, some people have good singing voices, but I think there's really got to be a certain tone to it before right. it really makes it. He just kind of takes a song and makes it his own. Like, you've almost not heard it from anybody else. Right. Uh, George Strait did the same thing with some of his. Well, Christmas songs, it's all, it's all always the same ones. Until somebody like Mariah Carey comes out and they sing. Yeah. But, like, then you have versions like... Uh, Randy Travis had a really good Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Of course, I mean, if you look at his voice, his voice is so Yeah, I mean, unique. he could sing the phone book. Yeah, he could do whatever he wanted to with his voice because it's you know, different. And it kind of reminds you of Santa Claus because it's dark. Like, I said dark like, because it's deep. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. 1993 was a big year for Alan Jackson. He was a guest star on Matlock. Uh, This song, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas, was also featured on the Home Alone 2 soundtrack, which is one of the greatest movies of all time. (laughs) I don't know if it's because they're screaming Kevin and I kind of got a little high off of that, you know? That was a good movie. The first one was a good movie. Yeah. But now they're They're like Home Alone 12. Yeah, I don't know about all these new ones, but... I mean, the you know, first three, I don't think any of them were, were you know, bad. They're entertaining yeah. for what they are. And plus, when they came out, you know, we were younger. Oh, yeah. It was, it was now, cool. Now, do you know any parent that would legitimately no. forget their kid Hell at home? no. I don't know anybody personally. <laughs> I'm sure there's some out there, but you got to have a lot of kids to forget yeah. one. It's funny how he done the shower trick, too. Yeah. And then renting the room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even back then. That I wouldn't know how to do that. I I'd wouldn't have, been, have either. I'd have been handing down hand jobs in the park trying to get money for food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you gotta make Lord. money somehow. I believe I would have starved. <laughs> no, All you right. wouldn't have. Back to nineteen ninety three. 
So uh, his wife buys him the 1955 T-Bird that he sold to get started in the music business to help make ends meet. She surprises him, finds the car that he sold, and gave it to him. He wins Country Songwriter of the Year, and this is the first year that he goes on a massive tour sponsored by uh, Miller Lite. He also wins an award for his part in I Don't Need Your Rockin' Chair, the George Jones hit. 1994, he releases the album Who I Am with the summertime blues, gone country, living on love, and I don't even know her name. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Have you ever had the summertime blues? Legitimately? Um, yeah. Who hasn't? Right. You know? I think, you know, more so back when you were younger. Because you don't have as many responsibilities. It's really, you know, if you do have a job, you can't go out and do something with you know, people who don't have jobs, you know, your friends that are out there having fun doing something, you know, maybe going to a game or something, but... Yeah. Or concert. Yeah. This next song, Gone Country, becomes the song that he opens almost every show with for the rest of his life. You know, Gone Country. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's just a modern classic, honestly. It's yeah. everything. And it'll be a classic for almost ever, you know. Yeah, and it's like something you can use in conversation. And you can be like, yeah, what are they doing? Gone Country. Yeah. Look at him. And, and it's almost like an anthem to the country music it really is. community, you know. Yeah. Then he had this song, 
I don't even know her name. And uh, this was around the time that Jeff Foxworthy was just exploding. And it's a it's a pretty good storytelling song. Do I you like remember this, this song? Yeah, I like this one a lot. Good. I was kind of wondering if you would remember it or not. Sitting in a roadhouse down on Highway 41 You were wiping off some ketchup on the table that was done I knew you didn't see me, I was in a corner booth Of course you weren't my waitress, mine was missing her front tooth So I flagged you down for coffee, but I couldn't say a thing But I'm in love with you, baby, and I don't even know your name I'm in love with you, baby, I don't even know your name I've never been too good at all those sexual games. So maybe it's just better if we leave it this way. I'm in love with you, baby, and I don't even know. That was such a massive hit. I remember when this this came out, there was a little bit of controversy because he was talking about, you know, sexual things. Yeah. And, like, just using the word, there's a lot of country stations. I remember got some pushback from, from some they did. more conservative you're the older generation, like yeah, I don't want, I don't want my kids hearing that. Yep. And of course, song, uh, Jeff Foxworthy was in the video. Right. It was hilarious. It's a great video. If you want to check it out, pull it up on YouTube. It's there. 1994 was just as big for Alan uh, at the ACMs. He co-hosts with Reba, which is, I don't remember that one. But that almost had to be awkward because I don't see Alan being much of a host. Yeah, he doesn't kinda, talk that much. He's kind of quiet, reserved. Yes, very reserved. Uh, he wins an AMA for Chattahoochee. CMA, he wins a Single of the Year. Also, Song of the Year and Songwriter of the Year. 1995 was a little quiet, even though he becomes Entertainer of the Year at the ACMs, and he is the male of the year as well. 1996, he releases Everything That I Love Is Killing Me. He does a concert at the Atlantic Motor Speedway. 275,000 people in attendance. The ACMs, he's the male of the year. He was also featured on Home Improvement that year. This album had Little Bitty, there goes between the devil and me, who's cheating who, and a house with no curtains. Now, this next song that I'm going to play, I will say this is one that the radio station just blew up. I mean, right. it's all you heard every time you turn it on. I, I liked it. Do you? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> A little love on a little honeymoon You got a little dish and you got a little spoon A little bitty house and a little bitty yard A little bitty dog and a little bitty car It's alright to be a little bitty A little hometown or a big old city Might as well share, might as well smile Life goes on for a little bitty while This song... They changed the words a little bit in school too. Yes, they definitely did. I used to, uh, I used to tease some of my friends when, uh, like, you know, they're sitting there talking to their, you know, girlfriends or whatever. And I was like, so, you know, have you seen it yet? And she's like, what are you talking about? 
I said, you know, it's all right to be little bitty. <laughs> oh, my God. And they wasn't pretty much. I see. That's the kind of friend I was. I see. Okay. Instantly. 1997, he builds his mansion that is inspired from Gone with the Wind. He built it just like that. I actually got to see the mansion outside one time on a tour. Yeah. It was unreal. I got a question. Yes. Are you like a country music star or stalker? How many houses and like home places have you been to? Of what a lot. You, you've talked about. I've been to. Let's George, see. Johnny. Yeah. Uh, Garth. Gar- I didn't know that. Yeah, I went to Garth. Outside and, the gate, obviously. Yeah. Not inside, but I heard a tra- somebody on a tractor. You weren't there with Trisha? No. And then uh, Chesney, Chesney, I went up to his house and like looked in the basement. No, his Tennessee home (laughs) at the time. And I seen some like uh, road equipment inside. It was super cool. Trace Adkins, I was there. He waved at us from the window. Dolly Parton's place is massive. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I've probably been to more than I can remember versus the ones I can't remember, you know. Lori Morgan, all them. My yeah. Goodness. All right. So he builds his mansion. He becomes the Ford spokesperson. Uh, it seems like a fairy tale inside during this time in his life, but it actually wasn't because his 18 years of marriage was falling apart and they separated for a year. During this time, his wife finds a relationship with God and she finds a way to forgive him. Years later, the couple uh, do some couples counseling. They're back together. Things seem like they could never be any better than they are. He releases an album called High Mileage, which includes the song I'll Go On Loving You, Right On The Money, Gone Country Again, but a little bit different. And then this song right here, The Little Man, which I'm I'm a fan of this song. You? Yeah, I like it. Oh, a while back, I just needed to to get away and um, I got in my car one day and just started heading south. I didn't know where I was going. I just stopped, picked up an atlas so I wouldn't get lost, but I, I didn't go back to my hometown, and, uh, but I, I went in that direction and through a lot of old areas that I'd traveled through, I guess in search of something, in search of a simpler time in my life or whatever, but I went through a lot of small towns that reminded me of where I was raised and places I'd come from. And, and it was sad because uh, I realized how much they had changed since I'd been back in those areas. And uh, a lot of places were sad because uh, a lot of them seemed dried up. You know, it was like a lot of the small town businesses and the mom and pop stores and the independence of some of the people who had actually built those towns because of that. They were having trouble staying alive, staying in business because of all the big chains coming in, everything that, that takes over these days. And I think it's a very colorful and, and important part of American history and I hate to see it going away and, and I hope it doesn't. And I uh, just wanted to write this song about it and we made this video to, in an attempt to recapture some of those scenes and uh, feelings that inspired the song about the little man. Mm-hmm. 
I remember walking round the court square sidewalks, looking in windows, things I couldn't want. There's Johnson's hardware and Morgan's jewelry and the old Lee King's pot to carry. They were the little man, the little man. I go back now, the stores are empty. Except an old Coke sign dated 1950, boarded up like they never existed, or renovated and called historic districts. There goes the little man. There goes the little man. Now the court square's just a set of streets that people go around, but they seldom think about the little man. Before the big money shut 'em down and killed the little man, oh the little man. He pumped your gas and he cleaned your glass. One cold rainy night he fixed your flat. A new store came where you do it yourself. You buy lotto ticket and food off the shelf. I like songs that you know, yes. shout out you know, mom and pop places. He hung on there for a few more years. He couldn't sell slurpees. He wouldn't sell beer. I mean, the more I keep hearing, the more I want to drink a beer. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Man, I just like... It just it makes you feel good. Like you want to celebrate good country music. You know what I mean? You want to know what's more country than a beer? What? It's Coca-Cola. Fried potatoes. Yeah. Apple pie. J.C. Penney's catalog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this song reminds me of Cave City and a, and a little bit of TV. Like, I see it, like... Well, yeah, any, any small well, town. Here's the, any why, big town, too, Why though. did TV... Not ever take off. You're on the Tennessee line right there. The watermelon festival of the year. (laughs) I mean, why did it not take off? Let me tell you why. Why? Because uh, it wasn't big money that shut them down. No, politicians there. They 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 had opportunity to run. Yeah, when they were building the uh, Cumberland Parkway. Yeah. They were going to try to bring it through in a T bill. Oh, okay. That was originally how it was planned. The people who were in office then said no. See? So if you don't have a road, you can't bring in other stuff. You can't make it any bigger. No. Um, I mean, hell, there's a river. And it's a runs. beautiful place. Yeah, it's a I beautiful area. I visited there about two weeks ago. And I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of history here. A lot of history. You know? But there's not a lot to offer. No, and everybody's moving out because there's no job. Yeah, I mean, and the only place there's they well, there's Dovey's. There's a lot of places to eat. Yeah, but I don't know. You gotta buy. It's just, and, and that's like Cave City. You know, we yeah. have an election next week. You got an interstate running through it. That well, helps everything. Here's the thing. Cave City could have had Dollywood, but they didn't because same situation that your town went through. 
they didn't they they wanted to jack the money up to make money off of it. What do you it. mean it could have Dollywood? Like a her original plan was oh, to she's put not it here. From here. No, it's not. But that was her plan to put it outside of the cave. Oh yeah. Now that's that's from that's that. from rumors right. from older people in the town. I don't, I haven't been able to find it online. We don't know if we'll. Yeah. But that's what that was what the plan was because we had Guntown Mountain. Yeah, we don't know if we believe it, but we'll spread it. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing though. <laughs> Cave City on its own should be bigger, without yeah. a Dollywood. You right. got a national park here. Yeah. We got the interstate here, and it's not. Well, I know a lot of it. What the reason why? Because what it was, I mean, like it used to be a destination. Yes. You know, people in the 70s and 80s used to come here for vacation yeah. every year because you got Mammoth Cave National Park right up the road. You got you the Wigwam Village. Yeah, you had Guntown Mountain. You had all this other stuff. You had Jesse Jane Riding Stables, Alpine Slide. Yeah. All of it. And in the 90s, like in the 80s and the 90s, Especially in the two thousands, the everybody starts flying a lot more. They don't go on road trips as much because yeah. gas isn't as you know, cheap as it used to be. Yeah, you know, family dynamics are changing. You, you, I mean, half the time you have two parents in a in a household, and the other half you don't. Yeah, like it's and it's all has just murdered. The mom and pop place. Oh yeah, it's killed the little man. As Adam well, was I mean, about. and Walmart is the the biggest mm-hmm. one to yeah. do it. it they is. were the first to do it, and, and it started as mom and pop. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but it Mr. Sure Walton did. had a uh, much larger vision, and I mean, I'm well, all for that because you could only do that in the United States. You can do that anywhere else. No, and he did what he did, and he is forever a living legend, and he's done a lot of good for people. But he's killed a lot of a lot of uh, businesses in small towns. Well, here's the thing with our mayor race that's coming up. So the current mayor lives three doors down, which makes my street the safest street in the town, <laughs> which is awesome. I love that. I love how this is a worldwide podcast. Well, we're talking I, about I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> a population you know, of like 7,000 it, It's people. on my mind, though. <laughs> so then we have a new councilwoman who lived out in L.A. forever, and then she moved back home. Yeah. And she's got a lot done. She, she has. honestly has. She is a Democrat. And I have heard, and she hasn't publicly answered the question, but, like, she's talking about cutting the police force in half, that we don't need as many cops as we do. Now, I'm not a fan of the police, but I know we have to have them. I do feel like a lot of times they invade your privacy, and I don't feel like they get paid enough to do what they do. Right. But do we need to cut them in half? Absolutely not. But do we need new stuff here? Yes, we do. And she can do it. Yeah. But then again, I don't know, man. You know, I really mm. feel like it, this is going to be a really good race for Cave City. One it's, way or the other. If he stays in office, I feel like he's going to try to do more you got because he almost running. lost it. You got multi- you got like well, people, it comes you? down to them, too, though. Yeah. JR's run for the last 15 years. Yeah. He just kind of shows up for the party. Hmm. Yeah. But anyways... 
I know you guys are really wanting to know what my take was on Cave City. So <laughs> let's, let's let's go back to Alan let's give Jackson. you an update on the mayor's race next yeah, time. Yeah. So all right, the next song that he releases is actually a super hit album. He's been in the business for nine years, so he releases a hits album. Everybody does it. 1999, he releases Under the Influence, which has a lot of tribute songs like Papa Top, Kiss an Angel, Good Morning, all that good stuff. 2000, When Somebody Loves You. And then he, I didn't have this song pulled up, but it's such a great concept because in that time we were doing this. The song is called www.memory. Do you remember that song? I do. I remember when it came out. Vaguely, yeah. right? Yeah, so, I mean, that's Alan. He's a song picker. That is for uh, sure. But here's the one that exploded in year 2000 for him, where I come from. I love this song. Life's rolling wheels and shifting gears Round this Jersey turnpike Barney stopped me with his gun Ten minutes after midnight I mean, it's just like he doesn't run out of things to write about You know? He sings about what he knows about A lot of small town stuff A lot of of stuff that people can can connect to You know? And it sounds like he's lived everything that he's wrote about Uh, I'd say, I mean He's... Just, I think he's just an honest, honest guy. He's got a great voice, and he's, he's always had like a consistent sound. Like he, yeah. all his songs have a have a similar way about you know being sung. But you really can't deny. It. No, you can't. No, he's really good. 2001, Georgia. He has entered into the Country Music Hall of Fame in Georgia. July 12th. 2001 is named Alan Jackson Day in Nashville for 35 million records sold, which is crazy. That's wild. 2002, he releases Drive, the song that so many artists cut their teeth on, especially um, Taylor Swift. She had that big deal. So he releases Drive, and then he releases Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning. Yeah. Now, I I remember where I was. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, Um, I think we have. I was in the gym in high school. I was in the 10th grade. Where were you? I was at Murray State University in uh, art appreciation uh, class. We walked in. It was early. Uh, I was in the 10th grade, and you were in college? mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't think you were in the 10th grade. Yeah, I was. How old are you? Well, I graduated in 04. I graduated in 01. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it happened in 01. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. You were in 10th grade. Um, I knew where I was when the world stopped turning. Yeah, I do too. The 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 professor I had in that class, you know, art appreciation, her, uh, her brother worked. In the World Trade Center. Oh shit! Yeah. She, Did he make it out? I, I don't. I don't know. She she was gone for the rest of the semester, so probably not. Yeah. I would imagine, like, 
Like it didn't seem real, and I didn't yeah. realize mm-hmm. the the magnitude of it no. in the tenth grade at all. Right. I mean, I called on really quick because you know usually if something happens in like California or New York, you don't really have any connection to it. But the World Trade Center, there's people from every state who work there. Yeah. There are ties to everybody who work there. And you don't really see it when you're like, you know, middle, high school, you know, elementary, because everything is so small to you. Like your school is it. Yeah, your, that's it. <clears throat> your town. That's as big as it gets. Is it. Yeah. You don't look beyond that, especially like if you're in a small town like we were. But once you get to college, everything's so much more broad. And it affects you a little bit more, but, you know, mainly because, like, somebody you know is directly affected by it. Yeah. And it's, man, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough well, time. and we didn't have phones in the palm of our, well, I didn't at that moment. I didn't have the type of phone I have now in the palm of my hand. Every, every one of my friends did. We I were watching the TV. Yeah. yeah I, like, see, I don't remember, like, being able to watch it from a phone then. No, could you, you couldn't, no. Well, I mean, you might have. I don't know if you, you could have. I doubt internet. it. I, I had a flip phone. I don't think so. I, I don't think they had the you know, capability, but, like, at the time, in order for me to call my parents, they got an 800 number, and I would call the 800 number. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we did it. Otherwise, it would have been long distance. That's something kids don't understand now. No. You, I mean, you only had, like, 200 texts you could send a month, and that yeah. was it. Speaking of that phone, <laughs> I got it gave to me when I was 16. Little did I know, my my dad and my stepmom's cell phone bill go up to $600. Yeah. They were pissed, to I say bet. the least. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a kid. I, you know, I don't feel like I'm talking over 200 minutes <laughs> when you call girls multiple times. Yeah. And, you know, then when your mom gets your number, they just excessively use it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. It I remember me, those minutes. It took me a long time to get my parents to text. It had to be when they went unlimited. Before that, they wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah. They didn't dare send in a text message. Right. So I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of it. It is Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? You in the yard with your wife and children were working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor? Or did you just sit down and cry? Did you weep for the children Lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Did you rejoice for the people Who walked from the rubble I mean, he wrote that song by itself. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it turned out being, it, I would say, the greatest song that come from that tragedy. I think so. I think so. There were a few songs that came out, but it was, I think it got, you know, the best reception. Oh, yeah. all of them. Oh, it wins Grammys. It wins everything. Yeah. That year, he won 10 awards. Album of the Year, Video of the Year for Drive. All this makes history. And then he goes on to release the Christmas album, Let It Be Christmas Everywhere, which was awesome. 2003, he's Entertainer of the Year. 
so many memories around this time with Alan Jackson. Uh, he wins a Grammy for When the World Stopped Turning. Uh, 2003, he releases uh, his greatest hits album that has this song right here on it. This is one that they just blew up too much. Yeah, and they like still reference it all the time. Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, well, you know, I I heard a guy tear this song apart. He's like, it's twenty to twelve. How can it be five o'clock anywhere? Because it's not. It's twenty to something, but it's not twenty to five. Yeah. I mean, I understand the concept. Yeah, like, like everybody wants to drink at five o'clock. That means yeah. like someplace in Africa, it's already five o'clock. Yeah, know? but he's just saying if the clock is twenty till yeah. anywhere, it's yeah, not. Yeah, so he's just being a jerk. Yeah, in all reality, I mean, how could you hate on Alan Jackson? All right, folks. So he releases the greatest hits album. Two thousand four, he releases the very best of AJ, and then what I do, the talking repair song. Which I was in the I was in the crowd at the award show when he sung that song. That's the worst song that I've ever heard him do. The Talking Repair Blues song. Yeah. Have you it's, heard it? It was you know bona fides there. It was it was really goofy. <laughs> but anyways, then he releases a really great span of music, which is Precious Memories. He was going to go into the studio and do a recording for his father in law's funeral. Yeah, that turned into. This entire album. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? I would have loved to have been in the crowd at the Ryman. That's where he recorded that album with a live crowd. That's a great place to see a show anyway. Yeah. And like, I seen Waylon there. I saw the Did you? I seen Jeff Bates propose to his wife there. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. you talking to him about that at a, you know, <clears throat> during the interview we did with him. Yeah, it was awesome. 2006, he releases one of the... I really enjoy this love song. I know he has a lot of them, but just the wording in it was really unique because I hadn't heard it said the way that he says. Check this out. Like red on a rose When your lips first smiled at me I was captured instantly To each his own Like blue in the sky The gaze 
willing eyes Touch something deep inside And the truth be known And I love you like all little children love pennies And I love you It's a different style song for him. Love it. Like I could get lost in that. Just yeah. crank that straight up and just get lost in that. Yeah. It's really deep. This is chorus right here. And I love you like all little children love pennies. And I love you like good times of which I've known many. And I love you because I know you give me a heart of my own. Make my blood flow. You give me a heart of my own. I mean, just that line right there is just, I don't know, man. It's just like, there's good songs, then there's decent songs, then there's songs like this. That that was produced by Allison Krauss. She produced that. I can see that. She don't get enough credit, man. Not at all. She was, she still is, she's an amazing artist, and just everything she touches in music has got... Got it. It's you know something. what I'm saying? It's just yeah. got it. And you can't really put a name on it. Yeah. It's almost like it's it's her stamp of approval. Right. 2007, his wife uh, releases a tell-all book titled It's All About Him. And she goes through, you know, everything that they struggled with. It was a number one seller. Alan, George, and Jimmy Buffett do a massive live show at the Texas Stadium. It was uh, recorded. They did uh, that Hank song, uh, Hey Good Looking. 2017, he releases 16 biggest hits and earns his 79th CMA nomination. 79 of them. 2008, he releases Good Time, Small Time Southern Man and Country Boy. 2009, he does that free show in Nashville celebrating 20 years of music. 2010, he releases Freight Train, his 16th studio album. 2010, he releases 34 number one hits. 2011, he becomes the Nashville Songwriting Hall of Fame and Grammy for As She's Walking Away that he did with uh, Zach Brown. You remember that song? Yeah. He gives Zach Brown a car, a classic car, <laughs> because of their friendship. Right. Did you know that Alan Jackson turned down chicken fried which worked out really well because really? it was zach brown's biggest song yeah they wrote it he heard it and he's like i don't know it's kind of goofy 
and he turned it down. And good thing that he did because we might have not had Zach Brown. It doesn't sound like an Alan Jackson song to me. It almost sounds like that uh, where I come from is cornbread and chicken. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, 2013, he releases Precious Memories, Volume 2. 2013, he also releases a bluegrass album. 2012, he is diagnosed with CMT, which is a disease that he inherited from his father. It affects the nerves, and it makes it really hard for you to walk. Charcoal Marie Tooth. Hereditary yes. degenerative nerve disease. And at this time, he kind of accepted it. He knew it was coming. 2015, Angels and Alcohol was released. 2014, he was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. 2016, he opens his very own bar in Nashville. Has uh, It's called uh, AJ's. Out in Virginia, they open a 800-seat theater that is dedicated to alan jackson 2017 he is the 133rd member of the country music hall of fame i kind of got in front of myself 2018 there is a mural 20 by 40 feet painted in his hometown in his honor 2020 we have the biggest hit that well it's not the biggest hit but it's the most recent release by him where have you gone, country music? Yeah. Which reminds me that I did not mention him and George Strait did Murder on Music Row, which was yeah. a great hit. I remember that. Over his time, he has sold 150 million albums. That's amazing. He's a, he's six foot three. I said that wrong, folks. Please forgive me. His net worth is 150 million. He has sold 75 million records, 21 studio albums, 35 number one hits, two Grammys, 19 ACMs, and 16 CMAs. Folks, that is Alan fucking Jackson. Gotta drop the F-bomb every time. There he is, Wait to the very Five stars. I'm just gonna go ahead and get in front of you. Five stars. Yeah, I mean, he's gotta be five stars. Um... You never did ask me what the one thing I don't like about him. Okay, what is it? His hair. Are you it. serious? Yeah. His hair. And I know at the time, I mean, do you look at you know, Tracy Lawrence? He looks basically Everybody like his from twin. from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. had the little, uh, the mustache and little, the, the hair, just enough to Yeah, that little pedophile stash. Yeah. I never did understand that mustache now here's the reason i don't shave my mustache i trim it Mm -hmm. but if i shave it i feel like my my face like draws up like it's it's a really (laughs) weird feeling if i shave my mustache with a razor it feels like it draws up like like, like, like fish (laughs) this is a great thing (laughs) the crowd to understand we do not have cameras yet uh of course i don't i don't shave my mustache because i have a beard and it would look like i was amish if i did um well, I mean, like, I trim it to where I'm not, right, like, right. I mean, I do that too. when I eat, yeah. you know? I, that's, like, I, I don't understand that style, and it was big then, and it's actually starting to make a comeback now, especially all these uh, hipsters. Yeah, that want to grow like, out a big mustache. Yeah, and, like, and look goofy. have, like, like you know, weird hairstyles and the mullets and, you know, Morgan Wallen out there looking like he works at, the carnival at the county fair i mean 
And that lady on that on that TikTok you sent yeah, me was right. It's on our page. Yeah. If you've seen that anywhere, if you've seen a dude like that, you're not going to say anything to him. Be like, hey, can I get 20 on pump three? Is what you're going to say. Well, because he's going to be working there, and that's it. I, I have the video that he's talking about, folks. Here, I'm going to play it. I don't like Morgan Wallen. Outside of TikTok, I don't know anything about that boy except for the words you prove. You prove. Yeah, that's all I know about him. I don't. I can't tell you one other song name because you can't tell me that if you <laughs> if you saw that boy at a gas station, I don't get the hype. I don't. You saw that boy in public, you would look at him twice. You know you wouldn't. You would be like, he needs a bath. You ain't telling me that you see that fucking mullet and that dirty stash goatee thing with the cutoff sleeves and be like, damn, I want him to take my panties off. No one thinks that. You're obsessed with, like, the weird hype of him being some, like, good singer, whatever. He's a hip-hop singer with a little twang to his accent. That's it. That is absolutely it. Now give me some George Strait, some Hank Williams, some Merle Haggard. Now we're talking country. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And here's what gets me. All these people's, you know, he's using the same drum beat that other artists are that you're hating on. He is. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It's it's refreshing because he is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, but. I mean, uh, he 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 is authentic in the fact that he's from a very small town. He's from the country. Yeah. Well, I mean, even he. Didn't think that he would be this famous. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, you know, that. he was promoted or or he was predicted four years ago on this uh, podcast that I also watch mm-hmm. that he'll probably play county fairs for the rest of his life. That's what they said at that time. <laughs> yeah. Now they're sure eating their words now. That right. was Grandy Smith who said that. I he don't was know a, that is. He's a guy who does kind of what we do, but oh. he's a lot better at it. But <laughs> I don't take much. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, where do you so, rate him at? I mean, it's got to be five stars. If it's anything less, then it it's would kind be, of an insult. Yeah, it would be an insult. Even he's, if you don't like country music, right? He, I mean, because yeah. he's earned it. He's lived it. He wrote it. He ate it. He slept it. Everything. I don't know what he ate, but uh, I mean, I I just feel bad for him now. He's got that you know the I issue with his nerves, and he's not able to perform like he. Like he wants to, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I just hope it doesn't like get him to the point where he's so, you know, beat down that he is not able to to get out in public because he's gonna start receiving you know lifetime achievement awards and yes, um, he's gonna get all those accolades and he deserves every one of them because I mean he is tried and true, consistent star. He is, and a and he didn't superstar. change. At all. No. Like, music like, didn't change him. He had the same demeanor the whole time. He's not wild. I mean, he might crack a joke a couple... I've, yeah. I've read a couple of things about how he was a little funny, like, like you know, joke funny. Yeah. But he's not, like, really outgoing. He's just a good singer. And from what I heard, he's just, I mean, he's just a good person. He may have made some mistakes. We all do. I'm not sure what happened with his you know, marriage. I would imagine when you're on the road, you have a lot of uh temptation yeah and like anybody would we are but men and uh the you know the flesh does what the flesh does 
but we grow from it. And I, I feel like he is one of those people that if you met him, he would be really humble and he would be really down to earth and um, he would just kind of embrace you as a you know a co-person like yeah not that you're lesser than yeah or yeah I, that, that's the vibe i get from him he he's one of the top five people that if i could spend a whole day just hanging out with it'd be him you know yeah he's just you know i read that book that she released and like later in life he started flying to shows to get at to take the temptation out of the way from yeah. being on the bus and being away so he started flying and now his daughters are having kids and they're all grown up and he's on his farewell tour right now and in a couple of dates he's had to postpone yeah. he does have a thing that helps him stand up you know yeah. and it sucks but that's part of getting older do you want to do the hypothetical let's do it okay uh we haven't you know been doing it on every episode but sometimes we can't yeah no sometimes it's hard i created this it was my idea i'm taking okay, credit for it here we go um you know the old the old uh kind of conversation starter you have you have three people in front of you yeah. you have to marry one you have to sleep with one and you have to kill one except you don't use those words usually when you have a conversation but so in this scenario with the musicians we have to have a song we would make love to we have to have a song that we would fight to and we have to have a song that we'd marry that we listen to every day for the rest of our life what is your is there one you want to do first let's, let's <laughs> do, do the love song all right you do the love what's the love song red on uh like red on a rose yeah you love that dude like i i was getting lost in it Especially with it cranked up. Yeah, I mean, that's, as far as you know, love songs, that's probably the best one you could come up with. So that's the one I choose to. Um, what about your fight song? Gosh, I can't think of an Alan Jackson song that I'd get in a fight with. I mean, I guess Chattahoochee because it kind of pumps you up. But then again, I don't even know her name. It it kind of gets you pumped up too. Um, what about yeah, you know, Murder on Music Row? I don't know. I don't really see it as fight music. I mean, I yeah. I see I see the anger that you're trying to yeah. portray with it, but I don't know. That that is a very hard one for Alan Jackson to have a fight it is. song. He doesn't really have very many many. What would you choose? Uh. Yeah, so I didn't even think about this. I just wanted to do it. <laughs> it's been so long since yeah. we've done it. I was like, I'm going to do the hypothetical thing. But, uh, let's see. I don't know. Maybe you could say, like, uh, Gone Country. I guess, yeah. Because you can give some um, old country um, ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Country and punch them. Look at these boots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the song that you would listen to and repeat for the rest of your life. You're going to have to go first. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to have to say that for some reason I've never been able to get past. My favorite song that he does, this may be weird, 
But it's uh, Chasing That Neon Rainbow. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. I don't know why that I, I like it so much more than all the rest of them, but it just yeah, connected with me, I guess. I would say the song that I would be okay with listening to for the rest of my life would be Home, which is the very first yeah. song that we played. Yeah. Just because it's real honest, real true, and it sounds like I, I wouldn't get tired of listening to that over and over and over and over. Yeah, I wonder what Austin thinks is you know, the best Alan Jackson song. I don't know. We can ask him. Yeah. You need to ask him next time you, you yeah. know, deliver something to you. Yeah, we'll see if you're listening. Yeah. It's a test. Test. Mm-hmm. That's what happens, folks. Uh, if you listen, here at the very end, we can do, like, little interactive things. Make, yeah, bring us all together. But yeah. enough of being weird. Um. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, folks, for listening, and uh, <laughs> appreciate the support. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> what do you not get? How can we be interactive with them? Well, I mean, I don't know. We could bring them up, give them shout outs or whatnot. We can give them air high fives. I don't know. All right, you ready to get on out of here? Yeah. Let's go. All right, folks. Y'all have a blessed day. Until next time, hasta mañana. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, disperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be maligned in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all them tough words? Don't like it.